Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hello Smart Mothers. This is Nicole, and today we're going to be speaking with my good friend and mentor, Mrs. TK Floyd Bouts. Um, we're going to be talking with her about her experiences in her blended family. And just to give you guys some background, a blended family consists of a couple and their child or children from previous relationships and children from the current relationship, if any. So basically it is, you know, a mom or dad who's remarried to someone else where one or both of them have children. And if they have any additional children together, that's basically what the sociological definition of blended family is. Um, and according to the U.S. Uh, census, there are about one in six children under the age of 18 are living in a blended family. So, you know, that's about what, 16, 17% of kids that are no longer in the traditional nuclear family, but are actually um, in, in the middle of, of remarried families. Um, and the National Center for Health Statistics also tells us that about 63% of women in remarriages, so their second or third, you know, after their first initial marriage, um, are in blended families involving step or what we like to call bonus children who live with the remarried couple. Um, and in regards to the term bonus versus stepchildren, um, TK uh, and I kind of go into a pretty good detail about why we make that distinction. And so just a little background about TK, man, that is one hella smart mother right there. So TK um, holds a BA from Purdue University. She also holds a master's in education also from Purdue. Uh, in 2002, she graduated cum laude from the in Indiana University Maurer School of Law. And she also holds a master's in counseling from the University of Texas at San Antonio. Yeah. Did you count on that? four degrees, three advanced degrees. They're girl smart. <laughs> she is the epitome of a hella smart mother. In addition to all her degrees, um, she, she's had a, a very, a pretty extensive career, um, including two judicial clerkships, several years in litigation and big law, as well as being the managing owner of her own boutique law firm. While she was managing her own law practice, she realized that she could have a broader impact on the community by teaching future attorneys. Um, and so she joined the faculty at St. Mary's University School of Law, my alma mater, uh, where she taught multiple academic success courses um, and developed curriculum and academic programming for her students. She's so dope, y'all. They recently named an award after her. Um, the Black Law Students Association at St. Mary's named an award after her, and it was uh, given out for the first time this year. And she probably wouldn't say it, but I have to let you guys know that. Um, currently, TK has taken a step back from academia and is devoting her time to being a wife to her awesome husband, Freddie, and a hella smart mother to her bio son and her three bonus kids. Um, however, when duty calls, TK is also a national speaker and writer on topics related to diversity and inclusion. Um, she focuses on implicit bias in the legal profession. And if you ever have to take a continuing legal education class, look her up. Her classes on implicit bias are really, really good and really informational. Um, 
And as a champion for diversity, she also serves as a director for the National Diversity Council and has facilitated the Diversity First Certified Diversity Professional Certification Program. So any of you business owners that are looking for DNI professionals, definitely get with her. Her information will be um, linked in her uh, in, in the Instagram story that follows this podcast intro. So as uh, soon as we get back from the break, we will hear from the lovely Mrs. TK Floyd Fout. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear her amazing story and all of her wonderful advice. All right. We'll be back after the jump. Hey, TK. Thanks so much for coming on Hella Smart Mothers. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Greetings from Georgia. Where in Georgia are you? I can't remember. So we are right outside of Augusta, Georgia. The Masters is played here. So you may recall Tiger won in Augusta a week ago. Yeah. Did uh, did anyone you know get to go check that out? No, it's very hard to get tickets. Um, The base has 100 tickets in a lottery for the entire base. So it's virtually impossible. Some people I know worked there, but not actually <laughs> to see the see. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that the Masters was played there. I think Mark and I were discussing that when you were first moving down there, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," because I don't watch golf. <laughs> Everybody was like, "So can you get his tickets? So can you get his tickets?" I said, "I can offer you a place to stay." That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, this is a six flag. Do you yeah. can't, like pop over and grab some thirty nine ninety nine general admission tickets. Right, right. And they completely redirected traffic and it was chaotic. We actually went to Washington DC for most of that week. But we were back by the time Tiger won. Wise. Because Wise. spring break they schedule spring break for the week of masters. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. is a good idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Miss TK, let's let's jump on in. So today we're going to be talking about your amazing modern day Brady Bunch. <laughs> Maybe not quite Brady Bunch. Half a Brady not Bunch. The, <laughs> not the number of Brady Bunch, right. but you know, and uh, you know, blended families are super common. They've been super common for many years. I think they just got the term, right. you know, blended families within within this decade. But they've always been around. We've seen them on things like the Brady Bunch. Right. Uh, that was my favorite show in syndication <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I was Cindy, by the way, and I actually only went by Cindy. You, I wouldn't <laughs> answer to my name. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit that. <laughs> well, being that I was an only child, I just got to watch from afar and uh, take it all in and think right. like, yo, that's that's a lot of kids and they're making their work. That's that's what's yeah. up, I guess. But um, yeah, so I just want to give me give me kind of your family story. Tell me how you got to Augusta miles away from the Masters. Right. So I recently remarried in 2017 to a wonderful man who's a naval officer and his naval assignment moved us to Georgia. When we married, um, we actually have a blended, blended family. 
I'll explain. So I have one biological child, Benjamin, who's 17. And my husband had two biological children. Um, Liberty is now 14, almost 15. And Jeremiah is actually, he just turned 12 last week. My husband's first wife had a child when they married Joseph, who is a sophomore at Texas Tech. So we have Joseph, who's not biologically connected to myself or my husband, but my husband raised him and then our three biological children. So I say we have a blended, blended family because Joseph is just as much one of our children Uh as the other three. Okay. That's cool. So you got bonus, bonus kids. That's what's up. Yes, (laughs) that's absolutely right. And I call them my bonus children and I call Joseph my bonus, bonus child. Um, (laughs) He's like (laughs) bonus squared or something. I don't know that. (laughs) <laughs> the proper how, term do you, how do you feel about the term stepchildren versus bonus children? Right. So I was um, part of a blended family growing up myself. My parents divorced when I was five and my dad remarried and they had children together. And um, I never liked my dad's wife. So I did not feel comfortable calling her my stepmother because I had a mother. So she was always my dad's wife. And when I referred to my younger sisters, they are my half sisters. So they were my sisters. Um, so I didn't grow up using stepsister, stepmom kind of language. Mm-hmm. So when I married my husband, I told him it was important to me that I not introduce that language step because it has a negative connotation for me. Um, not criticizing those who choose to use that language. So I refer to my children as my bonus children. Actually, I say they're our children, but when I'm specifically talking about one of my husband's kids, I say my bonus daughter or my bonus son or my bonus bonus son (laughs) when referring (laughs) to Joseph. So we don't use step. Now the kids sometimes refer to me as their stepmom because it's just easier for purposes of others understanding our relationship. Sometimes I'll say that's my dad's wife, which I'm perfectly fine with. I have not heard them call me to my face, stepmom. They call me Miss TK. And Benjamin calls my husband, Mr. Freddie. That's kind of where we are right now. Y'all call each other. That's what we call each other right now. Although it was interesting. The youngest asked me a couple weeks ago, well, he said he had a dream that he called me mom. And I told him, you are absolutely welcome to call me mom, but understand, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm not pressuring you to do that. If it comes out, I'll respond. I'm not trying to replace your mom. He has a very close relationship with his mom, who's a wonderful woman. Um, so I'm not, I don't want you to feel pressured. And I think sometimes blended families force kids to call the other parent by a name that the kid's not comfortable with. So We make our kids call adults Mr. and Mrs. whatever. So Mm -hmm. it was just natural for them to continue to call me Miss TK. And that's what they call me to this day. And it's perfectly fine. And Ben calls Freddie Mr. Freddie. So it works for us. What do the kids call each other? Like when they're referring to one another, like bonus brother, stepbrother, brother, sister? Ben says brother um, when he's referring to Jeremiah. So let me back up. Jeremiah and Benjamin live with us here in a, in the Augusta area. Liberty lives with her mom in Houston and Joseph is in college. So we have the boys. 
Okay, so Justice an adult, right? He's yes, over yes. Okay. He's a sophomore so, at oh. Texas Tech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Liberty lives with her mom um, in Houston. She wanted to be with her mom, which we were fine with. And Jeremiah wanted to be with his dad. But Benjamin and Jeremiah, Benjamin will say bro, you know, um, <laughs> nicknames like that. It's interesting, though. Benjamin, who grew up like you, an only child for most of his life, when we're trying to call one of them, he'll tell Jeremiah, dude, mom and dad are calling you. So he will refer to us as mom and dad. But when he talks directly to Freddie, it's Mr. Freddie. So it's interesting kind of those dynamics, but he refers to Jeremiah as bro or my little bro or Jeremiah. (laughs) And I adore Ben and I know his like temperament. So I think that that is super cool that he's taken that role on so quickly. And I, and I just love that. So when did you guys um, get married? So we were married on, you're going to get me in trouble, October 7th, 2017. So we um, are about a year and a half in the game. And so already it's, it's already blending. Like y'all are, y'all are, y'all are making, it's, it's working. And I think that is so cool. So have y'all had, you know, did y'all have any bumps kind of getting to this point? Yes. I will say we talked about this prior to getting married, um, we talked about kind of the the challenges of blending. We talked about the names, what the kids will call us. And, and so we addressed some of these issues. We've been blending pretty well. I will tell you some of the dynamics may be less so that we're blended family and more so gender. And here's what I mean. So Jeremiah and Benjamin have very similar personalities, mm-hmm. video games, you know, that kind of boy stuff. So Although there are five years between them, they mesh really well, but they're boys. Liberty, when she visits us, it's a whole different vibe, (laughs) but I don't know that that's necessarily because we're blended or because she's a teenage girl. You're (laughs) a boy mom too. So it's like, I, I find it, you know, I'm a boy mom. I have two sons. And so... I find it super hard when, you know, little girls are introduced to the mix of kind of like, what do I do with you? Like my boys are so rough and tumble and they just like one will, you know, fall, bust his head on the concrete and like shake it off and keep walking. (laughs) You know, uh, and I'm like, I hate, I hate that that's even like a thing because I feel like it just perpetuates gender stereotypes badly. But in my experience, when the, when we have, you know the little girlfriends around they you know asher will barely tap one and it's oh my god he right. <laughs> and i'm just freaking out like are you okay like shake it right. off and i'm like oh wait it's you're not, you're not right. i guess i need to be a little bit more gentle with you <laughs> <laughs> and then I start having like this like internal conundrum about about gender stereotypes right. and, and yeah it, it turns into a whole thing so I can't even imagine it is so different <laughs> it is so different and Liberty's personality is very vibrant and she loves to sing she has an amazing voice I'm um, just just beautiful and so she sings all the time she sings while she's in the bathroom while she's sitting on the the couch watching TV, she's constantly singing and I'm I tend to be a little bit more I like quiet. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> and the boys fit that because they just play video games, you know. But so it, the dynamics definitely shift and and 
I go from being the only woman in the house to now being, you know, one of two and she's a daddy's girl. Oh my goodness. She has her daddy wrapped around her little finger. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, the dynamics just shift when she's here, but what we've learned over the course of, so last summer she was with us the Christmas before we left Texas, she came for this past Thanksgiving and she'll be here this summer for a month. We've just learned that Liberty's coming and that the dynamics will change and, and we'll roll with the punches and, and we'll be fine. It's usually a couple of days of adjustment for all of us and then we're fine. But it definitely changes the dynamics. Like she'll say, I want to go to the mall where well, the boys typically don't want to go to the mall. <laughs> so <laughs> it leads to this, oh, I got to go to the mall kind of thing. But you want her to have fun. Of um, course. But we're, we've adjusted pretty well with respect to um, understanding roles. One thing I appreciate about myself and my husband is we told all the kids when Freddie speaks, he's speaking for both of us. When TK speaks, she's speaking for both of us. So if TK says you can't do something, don't go to, to dad trying to get around her dictate sure. and vice versa. And that has helped. I know that some blended families challenge, are challenged with um, kind of the favoring of your biological child. And so we work really hard. It happens. Don't get me wrong. It happens. But we try really hard to, as husband and wife, to sit down and talk about those situations. We had a conversation just yesterday. Benjamin is definitely attached to me because we were just the two of us for so many years. Right, right. Um, And we were at church yesterday and I was talking to someone and Freddie had his back kind of turned to me. So uh, Benjamin stood in between me and Freddie and put his arm around me. And Freddie said something to him later, not in that moment, but later just reminding him that he has to be aware of his surroundings and be respectful, you know, of people who are around his mom. And Freddie even admitted, but I have to remember, Benjamin loves his mother (laughs) and he didn't do it to say, you don't matter, Freddie. He did it to say, I want to be around my mom right now. So, but we talk about those things very openly as a couple and as a family. Exactly. How do you guys handle the discipline? (laughs) It's easier, I will say, because our kids are older. Did you guys, uh, how have you guys kind of handled the discipline situation? Because, you know, I grew up with a step parent on both sides and neither had any hand in disciplining me or really much upbringing. It was definitely, you know how you said your your father's wife was more right. your father's wife. It was kind of more that situation that right. my mother's husband is my mother's husband. He, he didn't have as much of a role in, you know, my upbringing in terms of discipline and like guidance and like that kind of thing. So how are you guys kind of tackling that? So in that context, discipline in particular, upbringing in general, we definitely do it together. Again, something we talked about prior to getting married. And my nature is one um, to mentor, to nurture. And so I don't ever see me sitting back and letting an opportunity to teach pass me by. So we definitely both participate participate in discipline. The benefit for us is our children are older. So we're not dealing with foundational discipline, you know, don't run out into the street. Um, (laughs) 
things like that where you don't want the other parent to snatch your kid because they're running out into the street. We, we aren't dealing with that. We're actually dealing with much more significant, I would say, discipline, responsibility, Definitely. doing your homework, keeping your room clean, why we're telling you to do these things. So when you're an adult, you know how to be responsible. So we both participate. What we do, however, is if there's something unique about that child and the way the other spouse disciplines may do more harm than good, then Freddie and I step aside and decide, okay, I think it's best that you talk to Jeremiah or you talk to Liberty and I'll talk to Benjamin. Right. Because we know our kid, but we together make the decision about who's going to address whatever the issue is. The biggest thing I think that we deal with discipline wise is um, chores (laughs) and taking responsibility with your academics, like being on top of assignments due and things like that. And we both check grades, so we both are involved in that process. When it's more emotional, like Benjamin, because Benjamin's mother is me, um, (laughs) Benjamin tends to be one to want to know why. I never could tell him because I said so. That didn't work. And I take full responsibility for that because I would tell him, mommy's disciplining you because the rule is this, you violated the rule, here's the consequence. So Freddie, because especially because he's military, but right. also because of how he was raised, he's like, you do it because I told you to do it. So that's, there have been times <laughs> when that has caused some conflict where he'll tell Ben to do something and Ben's trying to understand the, the reasoning behind the dictate. And Freddie's like, don't ask me, just do it. And so that's when Freddie and I will have a, a sidebar, so to speak. <laughs> and, and I'll say, this is why Ben is doing that. And, and that helps Freddie understand. So when he approaches Ben in the future, he'll say to Ben, I don't have time to explain why I just need you to do it. And that little statement up front helps Ben. Okay, don't go into ask it mode. Just do it. And maybe I'll get clarification later. So the key for me with discipline or for us is Freddie and I being on the same page and constantly communicating. Again, it hasn't been all rosy. There have been some intense conversations between the two of us when I feel like he's being too hard on Ben or I feel like he's not being hard enough on his kids and vice versa. So, but we work through it. One of the keys I think to our success or our ongoing work towards being a successful blended family is, is our communication and really talking through these issues, not letting them fester and grow into problems that we can't overcome. Because I know personally and professionally families who've split because of the difficulty blending, because of the difficulty with this, with the bonus parent disciplining the, the, non-biological child and it's into marriages. So I don't want that. (laughs) So I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And if that means I have to go and apologize because I did something wrong, then that's what I'm going to do. I've apologized to Jeremiah for raising my voice because it wasn't him. I was mad at it was whatever situation I was dealing with. He happened to do something wrong in that very moment. And I have to go back and say, you know what? I was wrong for yelling. I'm so sorry. 
it wasn't your fault that I was upset. But still, this was, you know, the thing that you need to correct. So, I mean, I think that's every parent, you know, we've all had those situations where you're upset at the situation and the kid just, yeah, exacerbated the situation. Exactly. You know, that initial response is, oh my God, you know, don't Mm -hmm. do that. And so totally nothing even to do with blended family, but just being a human. That's right. (laughs) Recognizing that we're human, even in the midst of, you know, this wonderful blending of our families, we're human and we're going to mess up. Absolutely. So to back up a little bit, you know, Liberty's living with her mom. So obviously everyone has to be in communication. Ben's dad is back here in Texas. Right. How has the relationships been kind of with all the involved parents? Like, has that been a pretty seamless transition as well? It actually has. So interesting. Freddie's first wife and I met even before we got married and kind of talked through some of the parenting issues. And Freddie and my ex-husband have met, but they haven't talked at length. But that's more a function of the relationship I have or lack thereof <laughs> with Ben's dad. <laughs> because as I got older. Think, like, you're, you know, you're so good at communicating and all that kind of stuff. And so as long as the other person is receptive, I just feel like you're, you're perfect at that. Well, thank you. I try, <laughs> but Ben's relationship with his dad, he dictates, you know, so he, he communicates more directly with his dad, me more so indirectly, but Together, I, like I'll give you an example. Ben is coming to Texas this summer, and he's going to a camp at Texas A and M. Look him hard. I know. <laughs> um, Freddie went to Texas A and M, so we kind of got a tug of war here. I did not know that. <laughs> Had I known that, I would have probably put a bigger damper on this union. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. But um, I had to make sure Ben was communicating with his father regarding the drop off pickup, you know, the logistics. And that's worked out fine. At the same time, Jeremiah is going to Houston the first part of the summer and Liberty's coming here the second part of the summer. And so the three of us, um, Freddie's ex-wife, myself and Freddie, were on a conference call, so to speak, working out the, the flight arrangements. That's just what we do. You know, we, we have no, I have no problem with, with her. I wasn't involved in the breakup with their marriage. I didn't even know them. So I think that makes it easier because there was no history there, but we focus as collectively on the kids. And so I think if we continue to focus collectively on the kids, the co-parenting relationships will continue to grow. We were driving back from DC and Tori, um, that's Freddie's first wife. She sent Freddie a text, but he was driving. So I got his phone and said, Hey, Tori, it's TK. Freddie's driving. And she was like, Oh, okay. Well, she was shopping with Liberty for a formal dress for some eighth grade dance. And so then she sent the pictures directly to me of Liberty because she knew Freddie was driving. That's just the kind of relationship we have, you know, there's no discomfort because our focus is Liberty needs a dress. Here are our ideas. What do you guys think? Kind of thing. So definitely um, being mature and putting the kids. Exactly. You know, at the forefront. Do you think that, you know, the success of that kind of co-parenting relationship is due in part to the kids age? 
Because I, you know, what it seems a lot is that when the kids are younger and like you said, in those formative kind of years, Mm -hmm. that it seems like there's a lot more push and pull to the relationships than it kind of sounds like you guys are having. I think that's a huge part of it. The age of the children makes a big difference because you're not dealing again with those foundational formative issues. But I will also say, I think a big part of it is the drama that you sometimes see in blended families is because of how these relationships began and ended. And so I'm going to disclose something very personal, but I think it drives home the point. So I told you my, I came from a blended family, right? My dad married the woman he was having an affair with. Ah, so that definitely, (laughs) so that made my mother's desire to co-parent with his wife very limited <laughs> so, <I can. laughs> so drama right so I think that situation and we were kind of young I was the youngest and I was five or so when my parents split up and I was nine when my um younger sister the first one came along so there was some time in there where my mother was hurt obviously and not maybe as willing to have a co-parenting relationship with my dad's wife. So I, so I think that sometimes the way relationships begin and end can play a role um, in addition to the age of the children. I think that that kind of, you know, I don't know another word, but like that vibe that your mom had with your dad's wife, do you, do you feel like you felt that and kind of fed off of that with in terms of your relationship with her? Right. Yes and no. I honestly, Nicole, was not aware of the breakup of my parents' marriage until I was an adult. Sure. You were little. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the, I didn't know the full story until I had to be in my late twenties, if not my early thirties, when I fully heard the story. So maybe indirectly my mom's attitude towards her, um, influenced me, but I will say this, my feelings towards her are steeped deeply in her treatment of me directly. And I'm sure stories of how she treated me and how she called us that other woman's kids or my husband's kids never acknowledged us as, you know, connected to her, which actually is why I'm so adamant with my bonus children that they know I love them, that they know I consider you not a stepchild. I consider you an asset, something that's adding to my life. Right. A bonus. That's right. That's why I like the word bonus instead of step. Step seems like I'm taking you away. Like you're taking something away or you're not fully part of me, but bonus is saying you're adding. I never quite understood the term step. I don't know. I guess gen, gen, what is it? Genealogy, genealogically. (laughs) There's a break. There's a step between you and that person. I don't know. I don't know the origin of it. I just never liked the phrase, the words associated, because I see Liberty, Jeremiah and Joseph as adding to my life. Sure. Not taking away. And it also seems like, you know, in his in his history, like step parents, step children, it was always depicted as a really bad relationship Cinderella you know the monarchy they would all the step parent would always treat (laughs) the first family kids as lesser than and so I think it definitely has a bad connotation behind it so I'm very 
glad that in you know recent times bonus has kind of been the shift and blended has been the shift right. and those very positive connotative words as opposed right. to things that have such a negative background behind them i agree 100 percent, 100 percent so TK, if you, you know, what advice would you give to some of our mothers who are considering becoming a blended family? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The biggest piece of advice I have is communicating with everybody involved, communicating with the person, the, the adult, <laughs> the parent of the children that you may be adding to your life communicating with the children, communicating with the biological parent of the children, communication is, is essential. And it's a tough conversation to have sometimes, depending on how the relationships are intertwined. The other biggest piece of advice is focusing on the children and not your feelings for that other parent. If you focus on the children, I think it makes it easier for you to not get your feelings hurt so easily or not focus on maybe some of the challenges because you may have done things differently, but the goal was still met. So let's just move on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, um, my first husband was in a relationship with a woman and he was getting... Um, they had gotten engaged. They did not end up getting married, but they had gotten engaged. And I was living in DC at the time and I was sending Ben back. And I said to my ex-husband, I said, Gary, I want to sit down and talk to you kind of about what this is going to look like. And I said, and could you have, I can't remember the girl's name. Could you have whoever she was <laughs> come be a part of the conversation as well? And she was like, no, this is between you and Gary. I said, no, but you're going to be a mother figure to my son. And I want to make sure we're all on the same page about how this is going to work, how this is going to look, the amount of, you know, communication, discipline, all of that, finances. So I, I had a conversation with the both of them. She was uncomfortable at first, but I think she saw my heart because my focus was, I really don't care about your relationship with him. We're divorced. <laughs> That's right. done and over with. Right, right, right. You're going to be an influence in my child's life. And I need to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. And I need to know where you're coming from. You said earlier about me communicating to me, that has been the heart of my life. Like I need to get to understand your position. I need you to understand mine. And the only way we can do that is if we sit down and have a talk about it. So if you're thinking about a blended family, talk talk to everybody and then make sure as you move forward that you're focusing on the children. That's it. So, <laughs> you know, prior to uh, this portion of, of the episode, I kind of gave a background, your background and experience. Okay. And so, you know, you have a master's in counseling, you are an attorney and you did family law. And so you have a very wide breadth of knowledge and experience kind of dealing with the, you know, the professional aspect, even right. of this. So do you think that, you know, us mere mortals, us lay persons, <laughs> you know, what, what would you advise us 
to do to hone those communication skills and to, to kind of get to that level where we are all being grown ups about the situation right. and, and being able to have those tough conversations. I think a good way to facilitate that communication is having a neutral third party there to help you. So whether that's um, a counselor, um, a social worker, um, a pastor, another family that has blended that you admire, like a family mentor kind of thing, somebody maybe who can, who can facilitate that communication to teach you some of those skills is a good place to start. When my husband and I were going through premarital counseling, we talked about blending our families. That was part of our premarital counseling. So our pastor talked to us about the challenges and things to, to anticipate and things to look for. So I think having an outside person to help you learn those skills is, is very helpful. I like the idea of a family mentor. So if, if a couple at our church or in our community came to us and said, Hey, we're about to get married. We have all these kids. We're, we're the Brady Bunch. We're coming together. Would you guys be willing to help us? We would absolutely do that because you can't always navigate these kinds of difficult situations alone. And just having that outside perspective is helpful. Um, I, I guess I hadn't thought of my professional background as benefiting me in this context until you said it. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. But <laughs> but we still, I look at resources. Even with my background, there's lots of material out there on blended families. So before we married, in addition to wedding planning, I was looking at tips for blending a family. I was doing research. I was I was looking at blogs. I was look, uh, listening to podcasts. I was doing kind of that hard work. There's so much out there about blending families. And in addition to having a neutral person, tapping into to those resources, I think is helpful as well. I certainly did. And I think it could help um, your listeners. Definitely, definitely. That is some really good advice. Um, Fancy K, you know, we've been chopping it up for, for a minute now. <laughs> Um, to uh, make you uh, put you on the hook for like 20 minutes but you were dropping some (laughs) amazing knowledge and information I did not want to to stop so I'm gonna go ahead and put us at a stopping point but I will have you back for another conversation about kind of how you shifted your career so again, TK Floyd Foots. Is it Foots or Fouts? I feel like Fouts. I say it wrong sometimes. Fouts. Thank you. Because I would have said it all jacked up again. <laughs> um, at least I'll get your last name right. Uh, one of my first guests, I gave her a whole wrong last name. I called her by her husband's first name. Oh, wow. Okay. Doopy doopy, <laughs> as my girl says. <laughs> Bless your heart. (laughs) uh, I've known her for, I don't know, 15, 16 years, like since I was a freshman in college. So I was uh, a little bit embarrassed by that. Yeah, just a little bit. On on the mommy brain. (laughs) There you go. I blame all my uh, brain flubs on. I agree. (laughs) I concur with that assessment. Well, TK, thank you so much. This has been beyond 
informative and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak to us about this and I will talk to you soon regarding your career change. Awesome. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Y'all that was fantastic. If you cannot tell, I adore TK. She has such good information, so much knowledge, and I just love that she loves to share it so much. So you will definitely hear back from TK on a subsequent episode, um, kind of discussing her her career path um, since she has been married and moved into this new role um, as stay-at-home mom. And, um, yeah, just so much good information about blended families and basically, you know, put the kids first, man, put the kids first and put your current relationship first. Do not worry about what your ex is doing. Don't worry about what your ex and his new wife or girlfriend or whatever are doing. Just always put the kids first. Um, again, thank you so much TK for joining us and giving us all that information. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you again soon. Um, All right, guys. So we're going to jump into our gold star and our time out for the day. So if some of you can tell from our Instagram, I like pop culture (laughs) a lot. I watch all the Housewives, um, specifically Atlanta and Potomac and New Jersey. Those are my favorite and I'll I'll catch the other ones here and there, but those I watched from beginning to finale. So I love those. Um, and I also love a good sitcom or drama or dramedy. So today my gold star is going to go to not a product, but it is going to go to the being Mary Jane finale. Um, I loved that show. Sometimes I was just like, come on, Mary Jane, get it together, as I'm sure many of you are. (laughs) But Gabrielle Union did that, and she looked absolutely beautiful doing it. I cannot wait to see tonight or get get to see what happens on the finale uh, with her and Michael Ely's character because, mm, yeah. Uh, just kidding to my husband I just think his eyes are pretty uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so my gold star goes out to that can't wait to see that can't wait to see how they wrap that series up the writing and and the um, cinematography and everything have been really really nice these last few seasons and I'm excited for that so that gets my gold star um, and my timeout is also going to be in the same pop culture uh, realm in terms of the Real Housewives of Atlanta part one through three season finale. And just to see how silly Ms. Lanithia Leakes appeared on the finale. Like, girl, why are you sitting up here getting mad over high school games about people inviting other people to parties? Like, you look really, really silly. And I love Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, y'all, stop trying to appease crazy and just go do you. I know that she is the one of the founding members or whatever of the Atlanta series, but 
every time I see y'all fight with her, I literally want to change the channel. I know some people like the drama, but it's old because it's ridiculous. Grow up, girl. The rest of y'all go band together and be friends and have a good old time. Portia, congratulations on your absolutely beautiful baby. Eva the Diva, I've been watching you since um, Top Model and I was rooting for you for the short girls winning, even though I also love Yaya. Um, but yeah, Real Housewives of Atlanta, go put Nini in the corner so she can think about her actions and get it all the way together. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Hella Smart Mothers. Come back and t- listen with us again to get some good information to help you guys be hella smart mothers so we can continue to help you make this hashtag mom life look easy. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.